a Lifetime original podcast. <laughs> you want me to just start talking, Megan? Yeah. All right. I love a Lifetime movie. No, I don't think warm milk exists in reality. I think it only exists on screens. Okay, I'm going to need to know where you were trained to do that. Okay, his voice can wake you up now, but his penis couldn't wake you up in the cold open. That's when I texted you, this is the greatest film I've ever seen. <laughs> now that bed was way too small for three adults. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am Naomi Paragon, and welcome to the first episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie, a podcast all about lifetime movies and why we love them. Now, I am here with comedian, writer, queen, and white ally, Megan Gailey. Megan! Hi, Naomi. I love when you give really dramatic pauses between all of the jobs that I kind of do. <laughs> well, you know the most important is white ally. Because yes. I feel, you know, just in navigating a Lifetime movie, you know, the story of white women in peril. I said, yeah. I need Megan. I need Megan yeah. to hold my hand. Well, and because you need a Karen to look at a Karen, you know, that's like that is, that's really, you, you gotta be through the lens of, of what? Yes. And so I, I'm honored to be here, but I also take that duty, um, very, very seriously. Megan, I don't know about you, but I love Lifetime movies and want to be in one so bad. I'm approaching this podcast as if it's an internship to direct, star, and write Lifetime movies. Okay. Okay. It's a stepping stone. A true stepping <laughs> yeah, stone. Absolutely. Like, I watched Lifetime movies for so many years, and I've always watched them. Like, my mom didn't get me into them. Like, it's a movie that, they're movies that I chose to watch from yeah. a young age because I found it like so fascinating. And I was always like, oh my God, yeah. these women are going through so many things. Is that what being an adult is like? And, and, and now we are, we are like prime lifetime movie age and yes. I don't mean that watching I guess it's watching but it's also like the people on it portraying yes. in, in it yes. and so it's kind of a fun thing as like a newlywed to have the movie on I'm watching it my husband walks through and he's like what's what's going on here and I'm like aren't you lucky that I don't behave this way <laughs> so I'm using it as as sort of emotional blackmail for wow. my husband as well See, and I use it as a way to just make my remind myself that white women have problems too. Oh, you know, because yeah. I'm watching oh. Lifetime and I said, honey, <laughs> I said, by the grace of God, that yeah. ain't me. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, you know, you and I as comedians, what are we? Self-centered as all get out. Yeah. And yeah. you sometimes got to watch something that reminds you you're doing all right. And yeah. other people yeah. are out here struggling. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that plays perfectly into our second issue as comedians, which is delusion. Um, and so we're able to watch these people and go, wow, I, I'm actually a plus plus. Right. And, and so right. it's, it's feel good even when, when terrible things bad. are happening. <laughs> it's feel good even if it looks bad. And that's what we love about a lifetime joint. And I think, though, the desire to be in one is because they're just iconic, right? Like, they're such yeah. a fixture of pop culture. They've been around so long, and they're, like, and just, like, a dramatic turn. You know, you and I, we would just love to take a dramatic turn, and this would be it our would opportunity. It would go 
it would go at the top of my resume. And there's not <laughs> a lot of other things on there. So, you know, but I'm saying, not commercial, get out of here. Right. I played a realtor who sold someone a house that fell into the ground. That's going at the top. Ooh, a lifetime sci-fi moment. Okay, write that down. <laughs> write that down okay. for our future pitch. It's in the bank. I just think now more than ever, you need friends to be able to talk about what you're watching and feel like you're really like connecting and have a community. And Naomi and I can be those bitchy friends for you. We are here. Absolutely. We are here for you and we feel you. And honestly, we're going to be watching the kind of movies you do not want to watch alone. You need to talk about it. Some of the movies we're going to do are Pool Boy Nightmare. Tempted by Danger, Seven Deadly Sins, Lust, Inspector Mom, Psycho Granny. I mean, you are going to want to dissect it. You are going to want to talk about it. And we cannot wait to dig into each one. And yes, you can watch them all on the Lifetime Movie Club. And some will even premiere on Lifetime and LMN. I mean, and today's title we're going to get into in just a second is called Sleepwalking in Suburbia. Yes, it is called Sleepwalking in Suburbia. So rich. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's film, I watched it a few nights ago. And so I made myself some popcorn. I went into my room. I turned on this movie and I immediately started texting you and my husband who was in the other room being like, (laughs) this is the greatest film I've ever seen in my life. And my husband's like, I'm watching the Lakers and the Bulls. And it's like, I don't want to watch that. So this is thrilling (laughs) that I get to skip that and then be with this instead. And that is what this podcast is about. Okay, it's about being in your happy place, watching the greatest movie of all time. I mean, this movie that you, this first episode, y'all, we spared no expense. Okay, we're giving you the best of the best. This movie is called Sleepwalking in Suburbia. Are you Uh, already into the poetry? The title, the title itself. Suburbia, I mean, what do you, what do you, you did, you grew up in New York City. Yes, I grew up in Harlem, okay? OG Harlem, not the new Red Rooster Whole Foods on 125th Harlem, okay? So, I don't know about suburbia. You tell me. You're, you know, you are my conduit to the white woman's experience. I grew up with a white picket fence, literally. <laughs> and that my father built, or maybe I made that up in my mind. Maybe Like, my dad used to try and build things, and then they would have to hire someone to come and <laughs> fix it. Like, he put a door on backwards once, uh-huh, like the uh-huh. inside was on the outside. <laughs> But but you 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 know he's not a lifetime husband he's like a he's a true suburban dad maybe yeah. he didn't build the fence now that I'm thinking about it but we had a white picket fence we had a dog named Lady after Lady in the oh Tramp I mean this is like true suburbia my brother's names are Ryan and Michael and our mom is Peggy I think of Peggy as like the most Ooh. the most mom name <laughs> so all that to say I have a grasp on suburbia. For sure. 
Um, however, this film takes us to a side of suburbia I certainly know I was not ready for. Uh, just to break it down for you guys, if you have not watched the movie, which you know you can watch, you can watch on the Lifetime Movie Club. Yes, I said it, lifetimemovieclub.com, $3.99 a month, y'all. $3.99 a month, and you can watch all, you can go on these emotional journeys. Anyway, anyway, focus. Sleepwalking in Suburbia is about Seattle woman Michelle Miller, a chronic sleepwalker, who, while sleepwalking, sleeps with her neighbor Luke <laughs> and ends up pregnant. And then, y'all, I ain't done. And she doesn't know if the baby is hers or her husband Dan's. And so as she's trying to unpack all this, Luke, neighbor Luke, is like, I want to be with you. I want us to make a life together. I will leave my wife, Nancy. Honey, honey, honey. As you can imagine, this is a journey. Is it Oh, it's a roller coaster. And we'll get into the men in this. But um, yeah, I mean, just even hearing she got pregnant made me laugh. <laughs> uh, and now let's, I think, let's get into the movie. We got to get mm-hmm. into it because so much happens, Megan, and we could be here all day and we can't. We have to focus. So the movie starts, you guys, and it starts like a lot in silence. All right. You open on Michelle asleep in her bed. Peacefully, her hair does look good. She did have a lip on. I I wrote down lip gloss, sleeping, question mark. (laughs) She's in also like a gorgeous, um, sort of like a- Teddy. Yes, like a silk teddy, you know? Mm -hmm. But like, so she's she's almost, she's trying to harken back to the 40s. You know what I mean? She's giving you a 40s, she's giving you a 50s energy. And then she sits up in bed, eyes open. And so you're like, okay, like who, why are you getting up so stiffly? And eyes open in a way that you're like, oh, she's not happy. You know, it's not like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to go pee or like, I'm going to make sure we check the back door. The eyes are like, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like a mean open. Mean open, like instantly haunted. You know something's not right. And then she walks out of her bed, walks downstairs, goes into the kitchen, grabs Mm -hmm. milk from the from the fridge. Also, did you remember? Did you know some milk was old timey? Yeah, it was like a glass bottle of milk. Yeah. So when I saw her go to the refrigerator, I go, "Now this is relatable." And right. then when she pulled out the milk and warmed it up, I go, "Never mind, I'm lost." <laughs> <laughs> what is with? Did you ever have warm milk as a kid? Or no, I don't think I warm milk either. exists in reality. I think it only exists on screens. Do you know what I, I mean? I've never warmed yeah. up milk. Maybe I made yeah. a hot chocolate, but I've never just been like, "Let's warm up some milk." No, and I, uh, no, I, I, it doesn't, ew, it kind of grosses me out. If anything, yeah. I know it's supposed to be like soothing and like right. calm your tummy or like good for ulcers, but it? yeah, it, it wouldn't be my go-to midnight snack for sure. Oh no, absolutely not. But just remember though, let's remember what happens here. She puts the, she puts a pot on the stove. She turns <laughs> the stove on. She then pours the, she turns over the bottle and milk gets everywhere. Yeah. Now that was when I knew something was wrong. It wasn't yeah, until okay. the milk went everywhere that I could be sure, okay, she's sleepwalking. Okay, mm-hmm. this isn't make, like I knew it was a weird situation we were in, but it wasn't until the milk just like, she just like <laughs> splatters it all over the place. She splatters the milk all over the place. Yeah. And I was so happy she had an electric gas to- or electric stovetop at that. Cause I was like, if that's gas, right. Michelle is, she's gonna have to take the whole thing off and clean it. And right, now, right, right, right. <laughs> now this, you just get a warm cloth. So Everyone's at least- kitchen, I'm really into in this film too. I was like, God, all these kitchens are so nice and clean. Well, that's part of Lifetime. That's part of what the Lifetime allure, honey. It is to- yeah. topes, it is creams, mm-hmm. it is beige, it is 
islands in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm living for. Give me those countertops. So she doesn't wait for the milk to heat up. She splashes it everywhere. And then she leaves her house. Fully, remember you guys, just in her teddy, barefoot. Barefoot. And walks out of her house, walks across the street. They zoom in on Luke. We do get to see what he looks like. And I wrote down, okay, he is hot. I do not blame her. Like when we first (laughs) see him, I'm like, listen, I get it. Like we saw her husband sleeping and then we see Luke and I'm like, I'm into Luke. Yeah. Like Luke is on his like wraparound porch. She walks up and he's like, does not say a word. Remember, still no. sleepwalking. No. Luke, however, nothing. begins speaking immediately. Yes. Tells her everything. Has no... It's interesting how men, how men you know, um, don't question a, a woman's silence. You know, Luke is like, oh, this is, a, this is... We're talking. I'm talking to you. You obviously are hearing me. I'll take your silence as agreement. I mean, let's just cut to it. They go inside. They start making out at some point he's like Nancy no Nancy he's complaining about him and his wife Nancy being on the rocks Mm -hmm. so Nancy's not there when Michelle walks in him and Nancy are on the rocks his wife Michelle starts to kiss him he half acidly rejects her and then yeah and then she takes off his pants and then they start having sex on the kitchen island and then we cut back to Dan her husband, who's calling, I think it was AGP security, which I did love. <laughs> Name check the security. Well, that's because at that point, remember, we've got a stove on and just milk splattered. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. the fire alarm has gone off back in Michelle's house. So she's Dan in big trouble. Up. She set her house on fire and is in the middle of having an affair. I mean, that's like, it's, it's too like much pick for one a lane. night. It's too much for one night when you're asleep. So Dan is now awake, aware. He is trying to get the situation under control. We cut back to Luke's house where Luke and Michelle are now in a new position. New They've location. Left the kitchen. They're on the now, couch. Now they're in the family room. And I, I wrote in all caps, multiple positions. I don't even do that when I'm awake having sex. Thank you. And remember, you guys, the woman's out. Out cold. Out. Eyes, eyes straight ahead. Like, not registering anything. They have sex. She's done. She, then she gets up and exits. Mm-hmm. And he says, and then the neighbor Luke, he says, he notices her necklace, she, you know, has come off. You know, obviously changing positions. You're going to lose something. And he's like, hey, your necklace. Remember, sleepwalking Michelle. She ignores it. She keeps walking. And he's like, can we talk about this? She keeps walking. Then she gets out, and then finally she's on walking. Is she even, yeah, she's heading back home. Yeah. Dan finds her outside, and it's like, you're sleepwalking again. <sighs> I mean, if that is not a cold open. Yeah. If that's oh, yeah. not the opening of a, I mean. <laughs> that's this when is I what texted you. That's when I texted you, this is the greatest film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. Exactly. I was like, and this is why you guys were saying, episode one, we are sparing no expense. We are giving you the hottest of the hot, because this movie pops off. From moment one. So she, for Luke's perspective, she walks in, starts having sex with him, and never says a word. And I think that's such a man's dream that they can't even acknowledge that's clearly not what's happening. Like, it's like, Luke, you must be the dumbest dummy head that's ever existed to not know this is not what would be happening. Also, I I don't don't know if this is too graphic, but like... I feel like I would be able to sense if I just had sex. 
Well, this is this is the thing. I mean, I, I'd, I'd like to think it would, it would at least wake me up. I would. I'd like to think they would at least wake me up if it's any good. But, but even the aftermath, don't you think you'd be like, mm, something feels different? <laughs> well, th- th- well, here, here, this is how we know, honey. We are not Michelle. Because the next day, Michelle and her husband, Dan, go to a sleep disorder center where they tell her basically she's going to stay overnight in a gorgeous room so they can, you know, monitor her. And that is when we get finally kind of a breakdown of what's going on with Michelle. So, Michelle, have you ever sleepwalked before? Um, yeah, I have, but it's been a really long time. Years. We thought it had stopped. This was different, though. She, she got out of bed, went downstairs, made herself some hot milk on the stove, and then left the house and almost burned the whole place down. And then when she came home, I tried to wake her up and she hit me. Yeah, you have to be careful waking a sleepwalker. They can become violent. Yeah, I think I got that. <laughs> okay. It is wild to me how um, supportive Dan is. Mm-hmm. Don't you think Dan is like really just like, he's really like a go along to get along. Yeah. You know, she, I mean, she punched him in her mm-hmm. sleep and mm-hmm. he was like, all right. He's very understanding. I've never seen a husband go to the doctor with a wife. Like, I mean, <laughs> I thought that was nice. I'm like, wow, he drove, he went with her. I know husbands that never went to an appointment when their wife was pregnant, let alone <laughs> a wife that just punched them and had sex with their neighbor. <laughs> so yeah, you're like, you're like, Dan is a is a good guy. Right. For sure. You know, Dan's a good guy. And like, also this, again, but this also speaks to like, Michelle does not know what she did last summer. No. You know what I mean? She doesn't know what no. she did last night. She does not. The fact that she's literally out here just being like, I don't know. I woke up somewhere else. It's like, you don't know? You engaged in adultery. Yeah. And almost burnt the house down. So what we find, though, we find out in that doctor's appointment, though, that Michelle and Dan have suffered from a miscarriage in the past, so they're now trying to get pregnant again. So because of that, the doctor can't give her any medicine for the sleepwalking. Mm Mm-hmm. And my favorite, he just tell, he, uh, she tells Michelle, like, relax. Mm-hmm. The doctor's like, you should try and relax. It's like, shouldn't we all? You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. someone says relax, nothing gets me angrier, actually, when someone, tell, when someone says relax. You know, it's like the opposite. Yeah, so in this scene, it's a female doctor. Yes. Because another doctor couldn't be there, who we do end up meeting. Dr. Who Thurston. Is a, yes, It's like, it's like he's male. in charge, and she's like yeah. the intake, you know? And I almost feel like they sent this female doctor to be like, we can't have old-ass Dr. Thurston tell her to relax. So they send like a nice young female doctor to tell her to relax. Right, less triggering, less triggers. <laughs> they also tell her that she has to stop drinking. Right, right. So then the next then the next thing we see, you know, we are at um a different white person's house. And this is why it can be tricky. So yes. exactly. So Michelle and Dan go to a small dinner party with Tyler and Kate. Tyler and Kate, their neighbor friends. Kate is a therapist. Tyler is a lawyer. And then the third couple are Nancy. Mm-hmm. And Luke, mm-hmm. Luke, who Michelle slept with, Nancy, Luke's wife, who doesn't know Michelle slept with him. When we first met Tyler, I was like, is that Luke? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the three husbands in this are, they're different, but they're the same. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it was a lineup at a police station, I'd be like, oh boy, <laughs> I do not know. I know. And I will say this, though. Remember, I already don't like Luke, of course, because he just was like, 
he like t- you know what I mean like he he didn't realize a, a woman was in a fugue state when having sex with him. But then, honey, I've got no love for Tyler no. because you guys literally just listen to this moment when Tyler when Dan is talking to Tyler about what Michelle you know Michelle hitting him in her sleepwalking state. Listen to this. Michelle's got a mean right hook. Yeah, she clocked me a couple weeks ago. I'm still feeling it. I almost broke my jaw when I tried to wake her up. You want me to file a restraining order against her? Not yet. Well, you know, she's getting out of line, though. Okay. Hey, you know, I read this case about some woman who sleepwalked off a bridge. What happened? She drowned, Dan. That is not helping, Tyler. Oh, boy. (sighs) Tyler is literally, he is, he's that friend, okay? He's that, that unhelpful friend. He, mm-hmm. Literally, like he's catastrophizing. He goes to the worst. He offers mm-hmm. no help. He mm-hmm. makes jokes. He's the guy who would get you arrested. Do you? Yeah, think? yeah. I feel like Dan for for their batch, for his bachelor party was like no strippers, right. and Tyler was like okay, <laughs> and then ten strippers come, and you're right. like. No, Tyler, I said no. Like, he's like, she's a topless waitress. It's different. That's his vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like definitely his vibe. And they're having that conversation. And then while that's happening, Michelle is talking to Luke's wife, Nancy, who I love Nancy because Nancy, Nancy from the jump, she is not having it. She is done. Mm -hmm. She is weary. And I live for every second of it. You shouldn't have more than one glass of wine with your meds. See, this is what I mean. <laughs> oh, no, I, I wasn't saying that to try and be controlling. Ladies, I'm self-medicating tonight, okay? Yeah. Give Nancy a drink. Give mm-hmm. her her wine, okay? Give her her wine. Give her her pills. Let her have a fun night. <laughs> we are all Nancy, okay? It's like, of course. Am I supposed to be throwing it down on my Lexapro? Definitely not. Am I? <laughs> yes. I think they work in tandem, okay? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. <laughs> Okay, and it's just like, but the whole time they're having that conversation, Luke is like staring down Michelle, right? Because for him, they've had sex. And he's attracted, and Michelle literally does not say a word. She does not notice. It's like not coming together. But it's so weird. Everyone at the party is talking about how Michelle sleepwalked last night. (laughs) And it's like, Luke, what? you? How are you not putting two and two together? Like, I know. I think that's Luke clearly what happened. I think Luke thinks he's like, oh, she's told everyone she sleepwalked so she could get away with coming to my house. Oh, gotcha, but it's like, gotcha. I'm sorry, Michelle didn't even know Nancy wasn't home. Could you right. imagine if somebody was trying to uh, cheat and then just walked into your house with no regard for whether or not your your spouse was there? I was like, that's not how you cheat on someone. Mm, yeah, it, that's like a very horny coincidence. <laughs> This is honestly what this movie should be called. <laughs> Sleepwalking in Suburbia, colon, a very horny coincidence. <laughs> Nancy oh. goes so many places, too. We'll get to that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we already know, right, that like two of these couples are embroiled and there's been some cheating. But don't worry, Tyler and Kate are also on the rocks, okay? <laughs> you Listen to the conversation that takes place after everyone has had their drinks and is just trying to relax. Dan asked me to consult on the psych ward. Well, if anyone knows about psychos, it's you. That was hostile. I was just joking, sweetie. Yeah, well, it wasn't funny, Tyler. It's not funny to make jokes about my clients. I don't make jokes about the criminals you represent. Well, everyone's entitled to the best defense money can buy, right? Yeah. 
Well, it doesn't make it right to defend a rapist. The hell's wrong with you? What, you can dish it, but you can't take it? Well, we have guests, Kate. Yes, I'm aware of that. Hey, guys, we want to thank you for a great party, but we, we got to get going. I mean, every single couple at this party is having a problem. Yeah, but they all, none of them have kids, and they are dual income. Like, I just kept being like, right. the bank accounts on these people, dual income, no kids. This is a dank dinner party. I, and they if have, there ever was one. She's a defense lawyer and she's a psychiatrist. Wow. I like, two I architects. I want to see those statements. I know. It's like, we've got two architects in there. We don't know what Nancy does and we're going to have to find out because- But she has a dress on. <laughs> I, <laughs> she is very put together. Um, so- it was just so funny, though, because, like, literally, it's like the awkward fight, and then Dan and Michelle are like, we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> Which is, that's, again, relatable. Relatable. You just gotta like, get out. I had sex and it was burned on my house, and you guys are making me uncomfortable. <laughs> so, then they go back home, and, ugh, come on, honey, the another gorgeous Lifetime movie bedroom. Totes, mm -hmm. creams, beige, king bed, plush bedding. It See, looks like I a Westin. the bed was tiny. I was like, that's not a big enough bed for that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a real Westin situation. It looked like a heavenly bed. But I did think it was really relatable that then she put on the same teddy. Like, I'll do that. I wear my PJs. My my mom, Peggy, um, she she would be like, no, you can wear pajamas more than once. Like, that's not, you don't wash the pajamas after one time. You're not outside in them. <laughs> I, I, li I literally wear the same pajamas for a week. <laughs> I, I'd be like, I'm like, what? It's like, it's like the thing I put on my sleep clothes. I sleep, I take yeah. them off, they go on the side, and then I put them back on at night. I'll do a thing where I'll like, because I have some teddies, and I only put on my teddies if I'm drunk, and like, hey, CJ, and he's like, get out of here with that. So I'll put on a teddy one night, and then the next night, I'll put on something different, and then the night after that, I'll go back to the teddy. You know, so he's not seeing it back-to-back -back nights. I'm like rotating yeah, yeah, them, yeah, yeah, yeah. making him think I'm changing, but I'm really just, just wearing dirty clothes from two days ago. Just letting it air out. You just let it air out one night, and then you put it back on. Oh boy, talking about letting needing to let a teddy air out. I mean, we saw what Michelle did in that the Michelle night before. Michelle needed to let need to air out, okay? Michelle needed a whole new look because she was popping off. It was insane, okay? So basically- They go to bed. She gets into bed and Dan is like trying to, you know, be. he's feeling amorous. He's trying mm -hmm. to make something happen and Michelle is like, nope, nope, I'm not into it. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Meanwhile- just listen to what goes down at Nancy and Luke's. Do we have to have this conversation over and over again? We barely have sex anymore and you're pretending like it's okay. I just don't feel like it, You okay? don't feel like it? No. Are we not trying to have a family here? Okay, Ooh. and this is where we, Nancy now becomes the one person I'm invested in. I want her yeah. to survive. I want nothing but the best for her. We also realize just how terrifying Luke is. Yeah, at first we just thought he was a dim man. Right. And now we know he's dim and also screams and seems yeah. borderline violent. Yes, 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 terrifying. Truly terrifying. And this is when I'm like, okay, Nancy, girl, we're going to need you to sleepwalk out of this house and make a new <laughs> life. I'm going to need you to sleepwalk out of here and make a new life, Nancy. He is not it. And, yeah. and that's I'm all. no longer hot for him. No. I, Luke is Luke is gone, and Dan is the only one I'm like, well, maybe I'd wind maybe. up Maybe. He's a sweet one. Um, but, okay, remember, this is all just like that night after the after the dinner party. And so, after, you know, Michelle's like, Dan, I'm not feeling it. They go to bed. 
Michelle wakes up, sleepwalks out the house again. Here we go again. This time, she sleepwalks into Tyler and Kate's (laughs) bed. The therapist in the lawyer's bed starts kissing Kate, who kisses back before waking Mm -hmm. up and realizing that she is kissing Michelle. Yeah. And then wakes Michelle up and is like, girl. Michelle? Michelle! Michelle, wake up! Michelle! Oh, what the hell? Now that bed was way too small for three adults. <laughs> when she climbed in, I kept being like, I would wake up now. 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 It wouldn't even I wouldn't even wake out from making out. I would wake out from being like, whose face is next to my face? <laughs> it was it was a real it was a tight squeeze. But then they get up and then And Kate knows how to handle this because she's seen I mean she's a Psychologist, psychiatrist. She's a psychiatrist, I think. Okay, she can prescribe meds. That's right. Yeah, I think and so. and she really has like a grasp, and is and her door is always open. Okay, right. she says that seventy five times. Well, my door is always open if you want to talk about it, and no charge, of course. Thank you. Right, she keeps saying no charge, which I think is amazing. There is oh, nothing. Yeah. My dream is to have a friend who's a therapist who will just let me talk to them for free. Like, I want a friend who's like a doctor, you know what I mean? Like, I want a GP friend who will just diagnose and prescribe. I'd like a therapist friend who will diagnose and prescribe. Mm -hmm. So the fact that, you know, Kate's out here, I'm also like, okay, Kate, obviously you're still building your client list because you you should not be this available. You're obviously building it. You should not be this available. Yeah, my psychiatrist is bad and she's hard to get an appointment with. (laughs) (laughs) So then Dan, again, up in the middle of the night, running the streets, trying to find his wife. Just listen to how it all goes down when Dan finds Michelle. Got a little midnight visit. Honey, honey, I was so scared. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. She came right into our room. You know, I've never had two women in my bed before. Well, Kate did all the experimenting in college. Tyler, shut up. Guys, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. <sighs> listen, I'll be at the office tomorrow. If you want to come in and talk, I'll squeeze you in. So to speak. <laughs> I've never had two women in my bed before. I. It's not the time. It, it's just really not the time. Ty, like, Tyler, take that to the golf course. Like, right. that is actual locker room talk. Right. You know, like, that, the, come on, she's in your wife's sweater. Just <laughs> let her be, let her be. It's, it's like, so nuts. And it's just like, and I love the way she's like, can we just go home? Yeah. That's how I, that's how everyone is when they go to Tyler and Kate's. You know, yeah. like, if you're there for dinner, if you're there the night, you're like, can we just go home? I can't be around these two. It's too much. We th- we then fast forward to three weeks later. And you assume there's been no sleepwalking incidents during that time. We can, we can hope because I do think three weeks is too long because for them to then go back to the sleep center. And she has such an air of urgency. Thank like, you. The doctor, Dr. Thorsten, who we yeah. do end up meeting at this time, who I think has incredible bedside manner. <laughs> well, sexomnia or sleep sex is a lot more common than you might imagine. Okay, I'm sorry. I I didn't have sex with my neighbors. My apologies. I I didn't mean to imply that you did. It's just that this is a relatively new field of study and we don't understand everything about sexomnia. But we are watching a diagnosis emerge. Wow. Okay, so we put the name to what's going on. It's called sexomnia. Sexomnia. A real... real. real. A real diagnosis. A real disorder. And... 
Dr. Thorsten is like, you don't need, you don't need to be embarrassed. But then she's like, I need to get in here right now. It's like, what have you been doing for the last three weeks? Thank then? you. Thank you. See, this is what I imagined. Let me tell you what I imagined, right? Because okay. doc, they mentioned Dr. Thorsten the first time, Thorsten the first time they go to sleep center, mm-hmm. but he's not there. And then this other woman. I think it takes you three weeks to get in with Dr. Thorsten. Gotcha. I think you, I think it takes you three. I think he's the guy. He's the top mm-hmm. of the top. And mm-hmm. if you want to see him, if you want to get you in there, you got to wait. You got to wait. And okay. so, of course, when she's there and she's like, okay, can you just get me in here? Because I'm over here just kissing folks in the night. And my <laughs> teddy is damp. And I just need answers. And he was like, there's no free bed. He's like, we have no free beds left. And I'm like, of course, the rooms look like hotel rooms. No one's leaving. And so then he suggests a hypnosis tape. Mm-hmm. That's only 50% effective. Well, yeah. Okay, so that is, um, it is strange for him to admit that because it does seem like (laughs) he came up with the hypnosis tape. So you're like, maybe circle back on that one. Right, right. But Michelle is like, I'll try anything. And then she keeps being like, oh, that's stupid hypnosis tape. And you're like, bitch, I thought you said you would try anything at this point. (laughs) Put on a damn chastity belt. I mean, that is an option. (laughs) You are desperate. Stop acting like you're above it. Right, exactly. I I have a meditation app on my phone. I don't use it, but I have it. I'm not above it. Exactly, exactly. So Michelle is then like, so after they leave the doctor, she's like, I got to go to work. I have a deadline. And I'm like, what is your job? You've been working mm-hmm. this whole time? Okay. Mm-hmm. She goes to work. I believe it's, she's like an advertising agency. Yeah. She's got an assistant. She's like a lady in charge. She's yeah. a boss, you know, but she's also two days behind on a project. So mm-hmm. she's not doing her best work right now. No. Um, and then Dan goes to work with Luke, where like Luke is also working because they work together. They're partners. Like, partners. Is it contractors, architects? I thought they were like, yeah, architects maybe. Okay. Yes. So of course they're talking and then Luke is like, maybe you should lock her up about Michelle. And if you remember when they were at the dinner party, Nancy made a joke that was like, your husband should lock you up. So this is what you know about this couple. Luke yeah. and Nancy. Well, that yeah. tells you everything. Mm-hmm. What's going on in that boudoir? This couple's about domination. You know, it's like, lock her up. And uh, it's like, <laughs> why, why, why? <laughs> so then Michelle, at work, she gets a call from Luke, <laughs> who's at work with her husband. So the audacity. The audacity <laughs> of Luke to call his friend's wife at work with his friend mm, mm-hmm. is insane. Hello? Hey. Hi, who's this? It's me. I'm sorry, who? You know who. It's me. Luke? Thought you were coming over last night. Um, I think you have the wrong number. That was the most fun I've ever had. I can't stop thinking about you. Okay, no, you definitely have the wrong number. Okay, okay. Now, I I thought it was going to take way too long. Because, like, I was like, why are you, like... He's already giving you back your necklace. He's staring at you at the dinner party. I'm like, wouldn't you go up to him and be like, what's going on with you? Why are you being weird? Luke should have realized what was happening way, way, way earlier. (laughs) And I also thought Michelle should have realized maybe what happened a little bit earlier. (laughs) But then she immediately, of course, she like calls Kate. Again, why you want to have a therapist friend on retainer. And again, because Kate obviously doesn't have a lot of clients. She is available. Yeah. In the middle of the day, she says, come to my house. Answers her own phone. Interesting. 
But this is what I love, though, because they have this conversation and Kate gives her the real. This is Mm -hmm. why I love Kate. Luke made it sound like I had sex with him. And have you? No. Of course I haven't. Not that you remember. What do you mean? Michelle. Thank you, Kate. Yeah. But here's the thing, Megan. Didn't you ever think it was odd that Kate never, like, said to Michelle, you kissed me in my bed? Because that would be the perfect way to say, like, yeah, you're doing sexual things that you don't remember. Yeah, I think Kate didn't do that because she's a psychiatrist. And I think she knows that that would, like, make her feel so embarrassed. And I think it's also just, like, assumed because they woke up so close to each other and she's been diagnosed with sexomnia that, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. we also didn't see under the covers. So I'm imagining maybe some second, third base happened to Wow, okay, okay. But that's what, like, because, well, you know, it, in that scene, Tyler gets in, like, I'm like, oh, it seems like there's six hands. <laughs> like, when, <laughs> like, that's a, that's a lot of hands. So that, I, yeah, I, that's what I was imagining. Yes, 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 yes. So, at least, you know, Michelle is trying to listen to some sense, and so Kate's like, why don't you take a t- pregnancy test? And guess what? Michelle takes a test, and she is Pregnant. Who boy. Who boy, indeed. She tells Dan. Who's in the kitchen making a beautiful pasta sauce from scratch. And he is so excited. He said he knew it. Okay, sure. And and then they hug. Mm -hmm. And you see Michelle's smile turn into like a... uh, So you know that she knows this may not be your kid. Exactly, exactly. It was just, you know, Dan, again, he's giving you that perfect husband energy. Like, he's just like, you know, just stirring a pot on the stove. I mean, you're making tomato sauce and you're not splattering a drop. He's a professional. He knows what he's doing. He's had a hard day of work himself. And then that night, Michelle finally decides, I guess she's like, okay, if I'm pregnant, I better get a hypnosis tape. Mm-hmm. You know, quite honestly, though, that hypnosis tape, I heard it. I was like, I would like a copy of it. Yeah. Whoever's in the prop department, send me that tape. I thought his voice was soothing. So from now on. Just a little bit I heard. I could use it. And then she wakes up the next day early. She's rested. Mm-hmm. And then she has the day off. What is her job, Megan? I, it's an office job, but she has the day off? I, I was like, maybe it's Martin Luther King Day? <laughs> no, it's not MLK <laughs> Day in Seattle. In sleepwalking in suburbia. <laughs> I was like, maybe it's one of those holidays, like where like Dan and Luke don't have it off, but you know, it's like a bank holiday. <laughs> oh my god! It was so far. She's worked half a day, but I'm also like Michelle. You're two <laughs> days behind on your project. If even if you have the day off, you need to buckle down. You need to buckle down. You've been. I know you're not sleeping. I know stuff is wild, but you need to do something. Quite honestly, I was I was very annoyed. So then. Then she drops Dan at work, and then Dan's so excited about the new space, which looks like sort of like a performing arts center they're putting yeah. together. It's like a, yeah. you know, it's like because he said it's, it's like a giant um, theater, Auditorium. but then there's also going to be other stuff around it. Mm-hmm. It's gorge. Here it is. Wow, honey, it's beautiful. Hey, Dan. Hey, Michelle. Hey. Dan, you have time to meet with the inspector? Hey, Luke, I haven't finished the tour yet. Can you show Michelle upstairs? Sure, no problem. Thanks. See you at night. Yeah. So then Dan has to go, he has to go do something else. And so he's like, Luke, will you give her the rest of the tour? 
Oh, boy. Exactly. Oh, boy, is it right? He basically brings her into a corridor and confesses his love slash forces himself on her and then she has to knee him in the balls. It was like, it was TV mature. Like I was afraid afraid he was going to go further. I know. I was was so happy and so satisfied when she kneed him in the balls. I said, yes, Michelle, she is a fighter. She is going, she's a not today Satan. Okay, which I love. And then she gets out of there and she immediately calls Kate. Again, who wouldn't? Kate is at work, but she says, come on by. Kate! (laughs) I literally imagine, like, she has a patient in the office, like, in the room right there. And she, like, picks up the phone and she's like, and she's like, I'm sorry, this is important. My friend's a sexomniac. And she's like, what? Come on by. Come on by. And her patient's like, okay, do I go? (laughs) Yeah, maybe Kate's like an amazing friend and a terrible psychiatrist. (laughs) (laughs) She is. I feel like, yes, you're right. Because she's constantly offering to see people, her friends for free, which means she charges her patients like 300 an hour. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've been charged that before. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, Kate's like, you got to tell Dan. Yeah. And then and then at work, Dan tells Luke. Dan is like, Michelle is pregnant. Which, and you know, Luke is like, that's great. That's great. Luke, the ease with which Luke looks in Dan's face and lies to him constantly. Yeah. Is breathtaking. While they build a building together. Doesn't that take trust? Honey, they have legal documents. They are legally bound. They're bound. As friends. Wow, wow. Imagine. So... Michelle is in the house and she's sitting in what is going to be the nursery, their child's nursery. And then back at Luke's house, who had he? Luke tells Nancy he wants to separate. Yeah. And then it starts to get almost kind of physical. It feels like it's about to get violent. Yes. And then and then Nancy's into that. Like she's like, I need you so bad right now. And he like Pushes her off. Yeah. She, like, wants her husband's attention so bad. Yeah. And she thinks that that is the way to get it. I think we've all felt that in quarantine. Honey. <laughs> we've all felt that in our 20s. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How will I get attention? Um, and then later that night, Michelle sleepwalks again into Luke's oh, place. Man. She's back in the Luke's. I don't know, I know what it is. Why is nobody's door locked? This is suburbia. That's mm-hmm. why you can sleepwalk in suburbia because nobody <laughs> locking their damn door. <laughs> so she, go, but except this time when Michelle goes into Luke's place, she just like sleeps on a chair, which is like mm-hmm. funny because it's almost like you just wanted a new place to sleep. You should just slept in your own living room. But I was really happy. Like when she, when she <laughs> crawled up on that chair, I was like, good girl, good girl, good girl, good, 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 good. And then she's like woken up by Luke's voice, right? Because I think he hears her downstairs thinking it's Nancy. Nancy, left the door open. She's finally woken up, which I'm like, okay, his voice can wake you up now, but his penis couldn't wake you up in the cold open. Uh, uh, Are you a light sleeper or are you a heavy sleeper? I need to know, Michelle. But then she immediately, like, she hears his voice and she tries to hide. She's almost out the front door. She's almost out. But she also kind of does it, though. The way she's, like, sleeping around, I, I was like, it was like a janky pink panther. You know what I mean? She's like trying to get up against the wall, trying to get low, (laughs) trying to crouch, all in a nighty and no shoes. Mm -hmm. And then Luke 
I love it though. He's coming out because he thinks, actually, no. So he doesn't think it's Nancy. He thinks he's an intruder because he has yeah. his gun. Yeah. Because of course Luke has a gun. And he held it in a way that's like not nice. You know, like sometimes you see someone have a gun in a movie for self-protection and you're like, oh, they don't really like know how to use that, which isn't good. But <laughs> Luke like holds it like sideways, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. like a like a mobster. Right. And you're like, okay, I'm going to need to know where you were trained to do that. Like that when he held the gun that way, I was like, you got to get out of here right now. And luckily, she is able to escape. She gets back to her house. Dan is like, what happened? And she's like, oh, my God, I went through the window. I can't believe. He is calling AGP when Michelle realizes there's blood on her foot. Oh, my God. Bloody feet. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Bloody feet. And we didn't see any blood in the house. We so didn't. we didn't know this was going to happen. No, I totally, it took me a while to put it together. But, but remember the last we saw... He like pushed Nancy up against the wall. Luke pushed up his wife, Nancy, where I thought, honey, it could go either way. So then yeah. when you realize those feet are bloody, it's like, oh, God. Then the next day, Kate goes to Luke's and is like, I'm looking for Nancy. We were supposed to have breakfast. Then mm-hmm. Luke says Nancy left him. Mm-hmm. Kate walks back to her car and Michelle is in the passenger seat. Yeah. And she tells Michelle what happened, you know, and then they're like, we need to go to the police. Which... Yes, now these women are behaving smart to me. Because mm-hmm. you know Lucas Cray, mm-hmm. and you saw blood. Done yeah. and done. And I'm like, yes, go to the police. Go to the police. And yeah. so they go to the police, and she says she heard shouting and blood. And a fir- you know, Because at first the cop is like, okay, your friends are just getting a divorce and you're mad. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, there was blood. And he's like, god damn it, I got to look into this. And then later that night, she does a hypnosis tape. And again, remember, it's 50-50. Right. So it didn't work. It didn't work this night. It didn't work this night because she sleepwalks into the street where a car almost runs her over and then shoots at her. What? Yeah. What? Luckily, that woke her up. You know what I mean? Like she wakes (laughs) up from like a gunshot and she like runs and she runs into a gas station and is like, call for help. Mm -hmm. Which, again, I'm glad there was a gas station nearby. I also am like, how far away was she walking? Like, how far did she made it from the house? Uh, Maybe, like, five blocks. She got far. She She did get far. Yeah. Because it's just, it's a really nice neighborhood, and I don't imagine there's a gas station in the middle of it. Absolutely. Thank (laughs) you. That is how I feel. 
Um, and so then the cop comes again, the same cop, same who, cop, Hetty, that's his district. That's his precinct. He's right. In the, he's on the beat. That's seven block radius. And he's there and he does not believe he doesn't believe Michelle. I mean, you were asleep when you left your house, but yet you were awake when we got here. Can you say for sure that, that, that you woke up before the truck instead of after? Okay. Okay. Uh, judgy. Rude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, and this is a detective. We expect more exactly. from a detective, you know? Right? But then he does say Nancy's okay, right? So it's like, okay, at least he talked made- to her on the phone. Right. But when I heard that, it's like, okay, like you can hire someone to be on the phone. Thank you. You know, like, sure, I think you should go see her. Right. I, I'm I'm not a detective, but it, it seems like a phone call is not really sufficient. I mean, if you're going to like, FaceTime, use- I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, you cannot be taking a phone call. Unless that phone call is, give me your social security number. Tell me your mother's maiden name. Like, how am yeah, I going to yeah, know yeah, you're yeah. anyone else? Yeah. I could li- like, listen. Hi, yeah. It's me, Nancy. Yeah. No, we're good. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I just had to get away from Luke. Wasn't that a good Nancy, Megan? That was you really, think- really good. Thank you. Thank you. You I think, think I was a Nancy. Nancy. And then Dan tells Luke. Dan tells Luke that Michelle went to the police because they thought Luke had done something to Nancy. She thinks it might have been you. Seriously? Yeah, look, I, I know. I, I mean, I, I told her it was impossible, but she she went to the police. Yeah. Well, where are your allegiances, Dan? Yeah, that doesn't seem like and that moment I was like, so does Dan not believe her? Like, why would you tell him that that of like, of course, something is going to go wrong. As we see in the next scene, Luke shows up at Michelle's work. She's in a parking garage, which it's like when you see a parking garage, when I see a parking garage in my real life, I'm like, this is going to go poorly. Thank you. She's she's walking to her car in in daylight, too. She was leaving work at daytime. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. She's got a day off again. She's got half a day off. I mean, I want everyone's schedules in this movie. Luke appears. He is really aggressively being like, I love you. (laughs) That baby's mine. (laughs) Come on, just talk to me. We can make this work. Make this work? Is that what you were trying to do yesterday when you were shooting at me? That wasn't me. I would never hurt you. Michelle, please talk to me. Get away. Get away. And it's just like not in the not in the parking garage, Luke. I right. mean, that's that's creepy man 101. You know, right. you don't yell at a woman in a parking garage. Luckily, Michelle is able to get into her late model Mercedes and get away. We love her for it. We love her for it. And then she goes to d- the cop, right? Mm-hmm. Michelle didn't go to the cop, but is like, can you make Luke go away? And he's like, you could get a restraining order. Luke showed up at her work. He's stalking her. Showed up once in a public parking garage. Can't prove stalking. Dan is now, this is when the cracks start to show for me with Dan, because it's like he's playing both sides. It's like, you're telling Luke that she is going to, you know, she called the cops on you, which you know is going to piss anybody off. Yeah. But then you go with Michelle to the cops and are like, get a restraining order against Luke. Except I got to go see Luke at work tomorrow. How is it going to work? Make it make sense, Dan. Yeah. He did not. You're you're really starting to turn on Dan, for sure. Well, then that (laughs) night, Megan, would you like to just, you know, get into Dan's great idea? So Dan proposes while they're in bed, about to go to sleep... I know this is going to sound weird, but maybe I should handcuff you. That seems like a t- 
talk you have in the kitchen. Thank you. Thank you. Megan, you're a married woman. Would your if your husband was like, you're having trouble sleepwalking, would you would he ever suggest handcuffing you to anything? No. I think if anything, we would get like 40 pound ankle weights and put them on me and I just wouldn't be able to get out of bed. <laughs> Which is also not a good solution. But if CJ proposed handcuffing me to our bed in a non-sexual way, I, I'd be pretty upset. I'd be like, nah, that, nah, dog, that's not going to happen. And Michelle is so agreeable. Michelle yeah. Is, okay. And these are like real ass handcuffs. These are not yeah. like we got these from Priscilla's adult store. These right. are not fluffy. <laughs> these are not bachelorette party handcuffs. These are like, oh, I took these from that cop that doesn't listen to us handcuffs. <laughs> so they handcuff her to the bed and you think, all right, this may just be their life, right? Yeah. Like the only way to have a good night's rest is just cuffed to the bed. No, no, no. The next morning, Michelle wakes up on the floor with a bloody knife in her hand and Luke is next to her, dead. How? Luke stabbed and dead. How? I mean, this, this again, this movie goes there, okay? It takes it to a 20. From a one to 10, we are at a 20. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see I it didn't coming. I didn't either. Oh, I didn't either. I was not ready. I, like, I literally was watching this and was like, what? That's not, <laughs> like, that's like not what I thought. Like, Oh my god! And so then she goes and she goes to jail. She goes into yeah. a uh, holding cell with other women. Did you notice, Megan, how good that blowout was? Like she went to dry bar and got a full on mind. Okay, <laughs> she was giving you bouncy waves. Okay, I still had blood on her face, <laughs> blood and a bouncy wave. And then she gets to meet with her attorney, it and was- there she meets with Dan. Dan is there with Tyler. Tyler, remember, he's a defense attorney. He represents the worst of the worst, who he Mm -hmm. thinks are entitled to the best. Will you please listen to this? Look, I know you don't want to sleep right now, but Kate says that's the best thing for you. Let's get you out of here. Uh, I I can go? Yeah. The judge agreed to grant you bail because he plays golf with Tyler. He vouched for you himself. (sighs) Thank you. That's what I do. Okay, now I I think Tyler should be yeah he should be disbarred. <laughs> White privilege in action. The judge plays <laughs> golf with Tyler so Michelle can get out on bail. <laughs> they literally got your blood on the knife and you get to get out on bail, girl. I said the caucasity, the audacity. But I am happy for her that she got to get out. Like I was well, like I, Michelle's not going to last in that Seattle prison. Well, everyone was like. Everyone was like white and quiet. It was also the quietest holding yeah, cell I'd ever quiet. seen. Like there was really mm-hmm. nobody where you were like, this person's uh, a danger. You no, know, it looked like a cell. drunk tank. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you could hang for like a day yeah. or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get a <laughs> peanut butter sandwich. But then, so he gets out and now I'm like, okay, Kate and Tyler now become a very useful couple. So you're willing oh, to put yeah. up with their awkward fighting. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you'll let them just like get in a fight at dinner because you get free therapy and Tyler will get you out of jail. And then she goes to sleep that night and she has a dream, right? Yeah. I don't even know if it was that night or if she's like taking a nap, Uh but she uh goes to sleep, has a dream, which is a vision and a flashback that 
like she was in Luke's house last night. That is correct. But there was someone else there, a hooded figure. A hooded figure. And then she tells Dan, she's like, I know someone was there. I can just, I can prove it if I could just get into Luke's house. Now, uh, Michelle, you cannot do that. You you. cannot go to the crime scene of the crime you are (laughs) accused of. Like, this is some OJ shit. Like, what are you doing? Well, I guess he got off. (laughs) You cannot trust Michelle to walk when she's awake or asleep. Okay? Just don't let her go walking anywhere. She is going to break and enter whether she is asleep or awake. She crazy. This is when I was like, Michelle, I'm into you, but now you try to take the ball in your own hands and it's like, you are not Nancy Drew, honey. No. I was like, please don't go to the house. Please don't go to the house. Please don't go to the house. And the bitch goes to the house, obviously. And then- When she gets there, she is greeted by- Nancy! What? Who I genuinely, until we saw her, was like, Nancy is dead. Right. Like, Nancy's dead, for sure. Well, but before that, remember though, when, at the police station, we like have a, we cut away and the cop is like, who's doing a little, he's looking into the situation, discovers that Nancy rented oh, the pickup yeah. truck that chased mm-hmm. down Michelle. Mm-hmm. But so, I was assuming Luke just rented it in his wife's name. You know, yeah. you can just do it online. CJ could take my license well, and see, that's get a the thing. pickup it's truck. It's funny, you thought, I didn't think that initially. I literally was like, oh, Nancy's killing her because Nancy knows her husband because she wants her husband's attention so bad he's like meaner to her than ever because he's with Michelle and Nancy had to you know she's drinking and mixing the pills so I said Nancy liable to kill somebody so I was immediately like uh oh Nancy did it and so the cop is calling Michelle but she's too busy breaking and entering into Luke's house to take to pay the phone and so then she gets in there and Nancy and Michelle like come face to face Mm -hmm. and she's like Michelle's like, Luke is dead, and Nancy doesn't believe it. So Your she, house is covered in blood, and there's caution tape. Like, what? I don't I, I don't understand this crime scene setup at yeah, this house. Right. The police have not have not secured the perimeter, and <laughs> and somehow there has been a cleaning crew that's come in and removed the blood already. It's insane. Because and then because like Nancy refuses to believe it, but it's like, well, where is Luke? He's not answering his phone. His car is still in the driveway. Like, what are you thinking happened? Mm -hmm. But then she attacks Michelle, and then Michelle runs to some part of the house that's being renovated. She's like in the basement. She runs to the basement. That's the worst place you could run to. This is like what when people it's like you'd never go for higher ground or lower ground. You need to be getting to an exit. Okay, mm-hmm. it's like when someone runs upstairs. I'm like, what you gonna do? Jump out the window? No, you gotta get out the back door. Yeah, and then of course she's down there and she's calling the detective and Nancy is stabbing at the door. Oh yeah, she's that. First of all, that's a great knife. I need that for cutting and chopping and dicing. Yeah, because she could she could break right through that door Sharp. with sharp. And then Dan arrives. He's like wearing driving gloves. And it's like, yeah. what's happening? We see him when he gets in the car. And I was like, oh, I, I, driving gloves are not good. Right, right, right. I was like, this is very strange. That's when I knew Dan was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, when he comes in, though, he tries to talk Nancy down. And then Michelle comes back upstairs. And like, as you know, Nancy's going for Dan. Michelle hits Nancy with a baseball bat and knocks her out. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's wild because, I'm going to tell you this, right? Nancy does not really know, I mean, Michelle does not really know what went down with with Luke. So it's like, you done killed both of them. You know what I mean? Like, she's not, yeah. she's killed the couple. She's, she's like, killed a couple. She's killed a couple and she's kind of like dealing with it. And so this is now, you know, now she's got 
literal blood in her hands, baseball bat in hand, Nancy's on the floor, all bets are off. And so, of course, this is the moment Michelle tells Dan that she slept with Luke while sleepwalking. And there is the most delicious twist. I waited for you to come clean. You knew? I could smell him on you, his sweat, his aftershave. I'm so sorry. It's my partner, Michelle. I can't remember sleeping with Luke, okay? I can't remember killing Luke. I can't remember any of it. But I can. I can remember. It was part of my plan. What plan? To kill you both. Wow, weird. Dan, you're weird. What? <laughs> you knew? You're weird, dog. Why didn't you just be like, it's okay, I know that you have sexomnia. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? You think Dan should have been cool with it? I, I just, I, I think he should have been like, hey, I know. I don't think he should have been cool with it, but I don't think he should have known that she had sex and then was like mad at her for not, I don't know. Like, that's just, it's a weird secret to keep, especially now that she's pregnant. Like, I know that he's like, I thought she was going to bring it up to me. It's like, okay, well, listen, uh, obviously communication is an issue in this marriage, but like somebody's got to bring it up. <laughs> I mean, it was wild to me that he does all, like, he's, like, literally from the, he's saying from the moment she came home, he knew. He's saying from that very first night, he knew. Tell her. And yet he then makes himself husband of the year, right? Like, then he's like, I'm bringing you flowers. I'm rebuilding the nursery. I'm making pasta sauce from scratch. Let's go to the sleep center. Like, he's doing all this stuff. And then he's also talking to Luke. It's and weird. see, that's why he was playing both sides of Luke. Because it didn't yeah. make any bit of sense. Megan, Dan, it's almost like Dan wanted to be a mastermind. Yeah. And he had been waiting for an excuse to put some sort of elaborate plan into action. Yeah, because at what point did he decide that he could frame Michelle for the murder? When, she, when he found out she was pregnant? Thank you. I will tell you, I did gasp when I saw it was yeah. Dan. You know, because Dan, he really, you know, he really gave us a, an actor's turn. Because he's mm-hmm. like, happy husband, happy husband. I do! You know, he like really comes comes in hard and is terrifying. And it doesn't redeem Luke at all. Like, it's not like, oh, oh, he's the villain. It's like, oh, no, there's lots of villains. Like, I mean, Nancy's bad, Luke is bad, Dan is bad. Everyone, like, those, those two men are perfect for each other. Quite honestly, Luke and Dan needed to be in love. They would have been the perfect <laughs> relationship. Because it's like, y'all are both... Y'all are both manipulative and evil, and it's like y'all are perfect for each other. That's why you went into business together. <laughs> yes. Okay. So like Michelle, after she, first of all, she takes this in stride in a way. I yeah. <laughs> she she really like she pivoted. She was like, oh, okay, you knew pivot, and then she immediately <laughs> starts goading Dan. Yeah. And is saying that she was faking the sleepwalking and on purpose, and then she grabs Nancy's knife, the knife Nancy had, and then she stabs Dan with it. So I just want to say that while on bail for one murder, <laughs> she has killed one man and knocked another woman out with a baseball bat. I kept being like, what is she doing? What is happening? But she, yeah. I mean, look, they're both manipulative. They both really just took some hard turns in the end there. Michelle and Dan. And I was like, okay, suburbia is wild. This is why I'm glad I did not yeah. grow up in suburbia. So basically that after that happens, the detective 
he arrives. Right on time, only three weeks too late. <laughs> he takes Michelle. He saves the day. <laughs> it's like, bless his heart. And he takes Michelle out of the house and takes her to an ambulance. Yeah. And we fade out. On Mich- well, not really fade. It's like the camera kind of comes up. Okay, we get a little wide shot of suburbia. Michelle just sitting in the back of the ambulance, and yeah. that's how it ends. I have a lot of questions about the baby, <laughs> like because she fell. You know, she did have some trauma where yeah. she was like falling and stress, and like yeah. there were a lot of things that could trigger uh, a miscarriage, especially for a woman that had a miscarriage when she wasn't being um, framed for murder. Yeah. So I want a sequel. Like, is the baby okay? Yep. Um, Did she finally get in with Dr. Thorsten? Like, does that skip you to the front of the line? (laughs) It's better skip you to the front of the line. Don't you think? It's like, I was framed for murder while sleepwalking. I think you're going to need to open up a bed. I think we're going to need a bigger boat. You know, it's like that can you just... Can we just do it at a hotel? Like, can <laughs> I'll sleep in this hotel room and you watch me there. Can, uh, listen, I'll, we'll make this work. Literally, like, we'll pay out of pocket. You need help at this point. Okay, so Naomi, who did you think was the real hero of sleepwalking in suburbia? Well, I, as much, even though Michelle does uh, escape the clutches of a killer, the true hero to me was Kate. Kate, okay, this is a therapist who has a flexible schedule, who will see her friends no charge, who is telling you, you need a pregnancy test. Mm -hmm. That is a hero. We need a Kate in our life. And that is just a fact for me. I agree. I think Kate is amazing. Would love her as a friend. I also really loved Michelle's assistant. You know, she was like on top of things. She really was like, you're a badass. Like she like hyped up her boss, was helpful. And then I think the medical professionals in this film were excellent. Dr. Thorsten had really good bedside manner. Like at one point he says something and then he walks it back. He's like, you know, you're right. I don't understand. Like he was able to empathize with women in a way that I've never had a male doctor do. That's honestly, it's so interesting because I totally didn't think of that, but you're right. Or And even his honesty around the fact that his hypnosis was 50% effective. He was <laughs> honest. He so was like, look, it may or may not what you want to do. And that's nice when a doctor is for real. Uh, yeah. I mean, we really broke it down numbers wise. <laughs> right. <laughs> Flip a coin, Michelle, and that's what this is going to give you. <laughs> okay. Now, who do you think was the real villain? I mean, they're all evil. Yeah. <laughs> Every man in this motion picture other than Dr. Thurston yeah. <laughs> was evil. Yeah. Evil. <laughs> yeah. My point of view is there's already three villains. Like there's Dan, Luke, and Nancy that yeah. like that's that's enough. And I'm still counting Tyler because even though he did have a golf buddy get her out on bail, I was still very upset with his behavior at the dinner party when Michelle was in his bed. Mm -hmm. He's just like annoying. Mm -hmm. He's like a, I just think he's a bad influence of a person and you don't want to be around him. Yeah, I'm sure if any defense attorneys watched this film, they were like, this is what they always make us like. (laughs) (laughs) Just shady bugs golfing with judges. I know. Oh boy. Satisfying though. I mean, we got all the all the bad guys. I mean, everyone in this movie turns on a dime. No one is who you think they are. The only people you can really trust are Tyler and Kate, and they're the worst. 
Wow. At least what I thought, right? Like initially mm-hmm. when I saw them at that dinner party, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, this is not a couple I want to hang out with. I think the person that has the most mystery and the most unanswered questions is Nancy, Absolutely. which for us is so exciting because we have the actress who portrays Nancy, yes. the talented, the oh, really beautiful, Gorgeous, which is important for lifetime. Talented, humble Lucy Guest is here to talk to us about how she nancified herself, <laughs> how she drops in there, and how she went on to then direct Lifetime Films, which, Megan, is perfect for us. We need to be meeting the directors. We need to be meeting yeah. the power players. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Woo, baby, we are here with Lucy Guest. Hello. Our first guest, Lucy Guest, baby. <laughs> Megan, this is huge because yeah. you and I, we watched Sleepwalking in Suburbia and we were like, and it was just funny because Lucy, you know, I had met you at this point, what, a year or so ago at Largo in LA and I'm watching, I'm like, I know her. Yes. <laughs> and like, I'm looking, I'm like, I know that woman. And I was like, that's like, I was like, how do I know her? How do I know her? And then like, it yeah. literally like, you know, when you get that ping of like seeing where I originally saw your face and I was like, Largo. And so I immediately, you know, just cashed in whatever little goodwill <laughs> I had garnered in a 15 minute meeting and was like, hi, will you please come on here? I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I I was so happy to see your message because I was just listening to you randomly um, on a podcast as you were a podcast guest. I'm not going to leave it, I believe. Uh, and then you, and then you, your message <laughs> popped up in my DMs. I was like, what is that? I, I, <laughs> sometimes that happens and I'm like, is it just the government watching us? Like, <laughs> you'll be talking about someone Naomi. and they come and you're like, okay, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. But you, we're so excited to have you because- Nancy, who you portrayed in this film, is truly like the most mysterious character. Yeah. She truly is. I mean, you also go on, it's such a hard emotional journey. Like, Nancy only struggles in this movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nancy doesn't really have an arc. It's just she's at 100 all the time. Yeah. Which is why, like, when we first met Nancy, I wrote down, I am Nancy. Like, (laughs) is. Is it more fun to play a Nancy or a Michelle for you? Well, you know, um, this Nancy uh, is in a category of its own, you know, because there are other Nancys that have like different arcs and layers, which are like, you know, you get into this, you know, there's a little bit of a build or there's like sort of a raison d'etre for her level 100. Let's just say. Uh, whereas Nancy, it's out of the blue, you know, full tilt. It was very interesting. It was a lot of fun. I know that the uh, the director uh, at the time, because when I was first playing Nancy, I was coming at it with like, a, almost like I thought that we were friends, Michelle. Like, you know, uh-huh. and he was like, no, it has to be full <laughs> yell at the fair, like the first, it is like 100. Yeah. And so, you know, um, 
That was interesting. It's fun to throw <laughs> things and break things like out of nowhere. You know, yes. when every time you enter the room, you're ready to throw and break things. That's a whole character that's just pretty rare to play, I think. Well, that's who I want to be in a Lifetime movie. Yeah. And I, so, you know, one of the things I did want to ask you, you know, had you watched a bunch of Lifetime before you, like, did you kind of know that type of character going in? You see what I'm saying? Because I imagine, as you said, you know, you see, uh, um, you get your sides, right? You're starting right. your audition and yeah. you want to give them levels. You want to give them layers. Right. But as you said, Nancy is really just, she's like, she's a hundred. She's yeah. a hundo. So yeah. I don't like, what was that process like for you when you're kind of like, okay, how do I play this? <laughs> you know, in the audition and the sides, I mean, first, the sides were the thirsty sides, you know, okay. where Nancy- but she wants her husband. She really, okay. yeah, she wanted, um, she wanted her husband bad. Yeah. And her husband wasn't really, for some reason, which is really <laughs> like kind of a, still, I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't either. Nancy's it's, lovely. She's lovely. And, um- I mean, they had that moment where she was sitting on his lap, you know, yeah. after the whole drinking thing, um, when she was mixing her meds. And, you know, he <laughs> he was like, okay with that. And then um, all of a sudden that night, you'd think, right? why not? Yeah. You know, yeah. obviously his mind was on the, the, like, the sleepwalking experience that blew his mind. <laughs> the silent woman. The silent, the silent woman. woman. It's hard to compete with a vacant silent woman it is. sexually. It for is. Sure. And so Nancy, I, you know, I think a lot of her probably rage came from this like subconscious knowing that this silent woman has just overtaken her life and um, mm. she just can't compete. Um, yeah. But that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Luke and Nancy have what could only be described as like an extremely toxic marriage. Right. And it seems like maybe they have experimented. I don't know if it's BDSM, but they seem like a (laughs) wild couple. Now, where do you imagine Lucy or not you? Not you. Oh, God. Where do you? No, not you. I'm taking you out of this. Where do you imagine Nancy and Luke went on their honeymoon? Oh yeah, right. I mean, I, I, it's like a swingers resort. You know, <laughs> I, I imagine their honeymoon being a key party. It's clearly <laughs> there's no way around it. Like yeah, that's, that's how the they, vibe I get too. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I mean, the fact that you guys very separately both suggest locking Michelle up, <laughs> yeah, just really spoke to me. I'm like, that's that's your bond as a couple. You know what I mean? <sighs> that you uh-huh. you don't speak to each other, but when you're yeah. separate, you're still in the same wavelength, and that's love, soulmates. Nancy may not have had the character arc that usually happens, but you personally have had an incredible lifetime character arc. Yes. Starred in this film, which you were amazing in, but then also directed Lone Star Christmas. Yes. How did your Nancy time inform your directing? Obviously, two very different movies, as we said. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you were in a Lifetime movie, you know that system, you know. Yeah. How do you think it made it easier in terms of communicating with your actors? When you start doing a lot of, when you act in a bunch of Lifetimes and you've worked on a lot of Lifetimes and your friends do, you tend to watch a lot of them. So you sort of Mm -hmm. really get submersed into their world and um, what the audience wants. Because there's that, a Lifetime audience has a specific, specific taste in mind and you know like they want to deliver to that you know there's there are people like live and breathe for these types of movies yes you know and yes yes. (laughs) and um and I know because I get dms about it and uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> and, you know, it's about like making the people feel happy. And this yeah. is like, this is such a, an escapism for a lot of people. And we can all use that. And so I, yeah. I just like, I like being a part of, of creating something that people can kind of, you know, escape reality for a second and just mm-hmm. have two hours where they don't have to think about anything else and just be like yes. wrapped in Nancy, you know, for example. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know? I mean, so, you know, you're directing, Um, you know, are you casting yet? Um, what are you looking <laughs> yes. for? You know, I, I don't have on yes. good hair right now, <laughs> yes. but, you know, the glasses do come off. Okay, you know, nice. There's a lot. Yes. Uh, Megan and I are really looking to book in 2021. Any, any pointers yes. as a director and Lifetime actress you could give us, we would love. Yeah, I would, would love, love to direct the both of you in a Lifetime. I'm wondering who wants to be the Michelle, who wants to be the Nancy. Well, I'm a Nancy. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I feel Could there like be two I Nancys? Can... I feel like with the both of you, oh, yeah. I feel like it'd be double Nancy. <laughs> That's accurate. That's accurate. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind Just... of fun, actually, to think about doing a double Nancy version of Sleepwalking in Suburbia. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Two, two mm-hmm. hundreds at a hundred the whole time. <laughs> Just having sex with each other's husbands asleep. Yes, like a back constant loop of that, but you're all both like, you're both lurking at the same time with your yeah. like, laptops. <laughs> oh my God, that's really good. You got, Now, Megan and I are creating a master document because we are hoping Great. to write our own lifetime film <laughs> over the course of the, of the podcast, you know? Okay, so, good. So I'm just going to use that as just one one note to keep, you know, like Please two Nancy's. Two Nancy's. At a hundred. At a hundred. That could be really, that could be good. Megan, like, let's say we live in an apartment complex. We're doing a little city vibe, you know? Okay. Right. And we're in an okay. apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe you live above me. And like, mm-hmm. Megan, or I live above you, <laughs> Megan. And like, you're a Karen type. So you're constantly like calling the cops on me. Right. And like, Naomi, really- I cannot call the cops on you in this climate. Please do not do this to me on the first episode. <laughs> what if I'm just calling like the super? That'll be fine. You call the super, but the point is that's how we ratchet that tension. We need those yeah. things high, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then I feel like, yeah, Lucy, you can do a lot there as a director. I could. I feel like the super has a big role to play here um, uh-huh. because yeah. the super could be a great red herring, if not the killer in the end. Wow. Okay. How about just really quickly, Lucy? Just yeah. you know, before we um, uh, let you go. Megan and I are just going to improvise a scene. Great. Um, inspired by slash informed by Nancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nancy approach mm-hmm. to life um, mm-hmm. as our characters. And just like, you know, whatever adjustments you have. Great. We would just love to hear your feedback. Okay. So, all right. Megan, let's set us bumping into each other in a coffee shop. Okay. But we are neighbors and we are at odds. Yes. Okay, we are great. neighbors at odds. Okay. Okay. All right. Do I say action or? Yes, please. Okay. Direct. Um, and action. <laughs> oh, hey, Megan. Ugh. Hi. So, um, you know, I just felt like you were playing music so loud last night, and I'm so tired I had to get a double shot. <laughs> you know this is the coffee shop I come to, you psycho. Get out of here. Find your own coffee shop. This is the coffee shop that's next to my office, all right? Because unlike you, I do have a job. You know what? Just because my dad died and left me money doesn't make me a bad person. (laughs) Okay, okay. Dad died, dad died. Your dad died 20 years ago. You're going to have to let that go. Well, the money has lasted. And scene. What did you think of that? Wow. The tension was high. The tension was very high. And I really felt that, well, I felt at odds with both of your characters. 
Uh-huh. And uh-huh. what made uh-huh. me upset is that I wanted I, I wanted so badly for them to sort of become friends, but at the same time, yeah. I also wanted to see them fight. Yeah, I, I imagine mm-hmm. us almost fighting in becoming lovers. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we start fighting yes. and then we wind up making out. Yeah, it well, felt, that's sort of where my mm-hmm. brain kind of naturally went to, too. So I don't know if that subconsciously was there in the scene, but it yeah. definitely, uh-huh. I definitely was getting that that vibe yeah. very strongly. And I, I killed my dad for the money. For, for sure. sure. It for was not for sure. <laughs> He's like still in the trunk of your car. <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> oh, Lucy, thanks so much. This was wonderful, you guys. You better say you better be, you better be saying thank you, and I'm saying you're welcome for what you just heard. Well, thank you so much for having me. Okay, Megan, that was amazing. We got a yeah. lot from Lucy, and I think we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna be manifesting our own lifetime film from these heroes, from these villains. We did get some key takeaways. You know, mm-hmm. I think one of the things I learned was never trust a man that's too nice mm-hmm. because Dan was he was like. Honey, he was a little too perfect. He was a little yeah. too perfect. And then when he snapped, it was like, there it is. That there was, it is. Yes, he was really, that was like, when you hear people be like, I just bottle it up inside <laughs> and then I frame my wife for murder. It's like, okay, maybe we should have had a chat before then. <laughs> I also think another key takeaway is maybe you don't need to live walking distance to all your friends. Like if you, maybe maybe a car is okay to take when you're going to visit because if you do end up having sexomnia and leaving your house, wouldn't you rather be having sexomnia with like a stranger? (laughs) Actually, Megan, I'm gonna disagree with you there. You're gonna wanna (laughs) have your sexomnia with someone safe. Someone you know. (laughs) It's worse with a stranger. I think we both agree that the main takeaway is have a friend who is a psychiatrist. Yes. There it is. We almost. Just with an open schedule too. Not a busy (laughs) one. We do not want like a Miranda Hobbs. I know she was a lawyer, but like not someone who's like about that money. Just someone who's like, my door is open and I have an actual skill set that will benefit you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. You guys. Did you live for every second of sleepwalking in suburbia? Because we did. And quite honestly, we got another one coming up next week. (laughs) You guys, next week's movie, if you (laughs) thought this was wild, you better strap in. (sighs) It's called Pool Boy Nightmare. These titles. The title gives me chills, okay? (laughs) And this movie is about Gail, who has an affair with pool cleaner Adam but she turns down his continued advances. And when he is rejected, he starts dating Gail's high school daughter, Becca. Boy. And Becca becomes a pawn in a twisted game. Honey, you know I love a game, you know I love a pawn. Pool boy nightmare. We always hear the dream of the pool boy, but never the nightmare. (laughs) That was like my own little tag I made up. (laughs) I loved it. I thought it was perfect. (laughs) This one feels like it's going to be horny too. I mean, I'm excited (laughs) about Oh, God. All right, you guys, I got to come down from sleepwalking in suburbia. Megan and I might both take a nap, but make sure <laughs> but we don't hand- walk. handcuff ourselves to the bed before we go. <laughs> <do. laughs> to the bed, take a nap. We will see you next week. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN 
because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder. With Chris Boniello as sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us! 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 I mean, you you should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? (laughs) It feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. (laughs) 